This week's Parsha Vayakel is all about building the Mishkan. Hashem wanted, you know, Vayasuli Mikdash, Vashachanti Betocham. He wanted to have an earthly dwelling. And so they start building the Mishkan. And there's a really beautiful medrash on um, one of the Psukim in Vayakel. So the Pasuk reads, Vayas es hakior nechoshes. The Eskano Nehoshes, and they, he made uh, the the basin out of copper and the stand out of copper. Bimaros Hatsovos Asher Tsavu. From the mirrors of the, and this is a difficult word for the Midrashim to translate, to, to the to translate, Hatsovos, the servants, the gatherers, the congregators, the assembled. That's sort of the, the English translations that I found. Asher Tsavu, that served or gathered or congregated Pesach Ohel Moed at the opening to the Ohel Moed. So, you know, the, the Mepharshim struggle to explain, like, wh- what are these Maros Hatsovos, the mirrors of the gatherers who gathered outside Pesach Ohel Moed? And I'm sure my father is the first one who put me on to this beautiful medrash that's quoted in Rashi. Um, but um, it, for, for so so let's start with Unklus. So Unklus translates it as Dinecha the mirrors of the women who gathered to pray. That, that's how Unclus translates this. Women would gather to Davin outside Ohamoid, and it was their mirrors. Rashi brings a medrash. He actually sanitizes a little bit. The medrash is very harsh, and Rashi pulls out the harshest part of it. So um, what Rashi says on Maros Hatsovos, he translates it as Benos Yisrael Hayubiadan Maros Shero'os Bahen Kshehen Miskas Shos. Benos Yisrael, the women of Israel, had mirrors in their hands and they would use them to put on their makeup. Ve'af Otan lo iklu hamishkan. And even this, they did not hold back from bringing as a gift to the Mishkan, right? So Rashi already is putting it in such a beautiful light, you know? Even this, they didn't hold back because, you know, the Parsha is saying everybody's bringing whatever they have, whatever gold, whatever silver, whatever tachshitim they have. And even this, they didn't hold back. But Moshe got angry at them. Because they are designed to increase the Yetzer Hara, they're designed to make women beautiful. And Moshe got angry at them. Rashi leaves out something that's in Medrash Rabba, which is Moshe actually said that you should take the women out and hit them. He was so angry at the idea that they would bring this object that's used for vanity and bring this as a gift for the Mishkan. But I think Rashi didn't like that because he thought maybe it was a little bit too much. So he leaves that out. He only has Hashem's response from the Medrash. Kabel. Hashem says to Moshe, accept it. Ki elu chavivin alai min hakol. These are more desirable and beautiful for me than everything else. Why? Why was Hashem so attached to these mirrors that the women would use to put on their makeup? Because with the help of these mirrors, the women of Israel established Svaos, hosts, 
many, 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 right? When their husbands were so tired from the slave work, the slave labor that they were doing in Mitzrayim, the women would go to find their husbands in the fields and make them good food and bring them something to drink. They would feed them. Now, you would think that Rashi's going to say, and they would use the mirrors to make themselves look beautiful, to go and tempt their husbands, but that's not what they did. They would bring them the food and the drink, and they would hold up the mirror. They would hold up the mirror so that it reflected back to them the woman and her husband. They would try to encourage them with words to get to get on with things. And the women would say to their husbands, I am more beautiful than you. And it's just such an interesting scene that the Medrash creates here. They're not saying to the husbands, look, I'm so beautiful, don't you want me? That that wouldn't have worked. They're not using the mirror to put on makeup. What they use the mirror to do is to have a little competitive game with the husband where they say to him, I'm more beautiful than you, which of course is designed to make him say, no, no, I am, right? That's the sort of the response. The, the men did not see themselves as desirable or as worthy of their they're women. That that I think that's what the Medrash is trying to say. They needed this game, this competitive game where the woman is saying, I'm so beautiful, I'm more beautiful than you, to get the husband to say, no, I am too, I am worthy of you. So it's not just that the mirror was mirroring the, the woman, it wasn't just her, but it was mirroring their relationship with each other. And that's how they got the husbands to awaken their desire, despite being so tired and filthy and, and slaves, right? Like they couldn't see themselves as men. They saw themselves as slaves. This is how they created in them that desire. And that's how they managed to get the husbands to want them and to desire them. And that brought about Am Yisrael, Bnei Yisrael, like the whole people wouldn't have existed without them. That's a, uh, from Shir Hashirim. That's what it means, the mirrors that created this relationship, the mirrors that established the Bnei Yisrael, that established the Tsovos, the hosts. And why make the cure? Why should the basin be made out of him? The cure the is a simon of shalom bias. Why? Because when it comes to sota, when there is a sota, when a husband suspects his wife, there's a whole ritual involving the water from the cure that the woman drinks, and she is able to prove her innocence. So it becomes this 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 simon of shalom bias. So 
So there's this, you know, the, the cure becomes this symbol of Shalom bias out of a recognition for what the women did in Mitzrayim in establishing the hosts, Hamaros Hatsovos, the hosts of Bnei Israel. So that's Rashi. And Ramban takes it one step further because he wants to understand the second half of it. Okay, so that's the Maros Hatsovos, Asher Tzav, But what's the Asher Tzavu Pesach Ohal Moed? So the Ramban says, first, he's not really sure what to do with it. He says, First, he's not sure what, what to make of this repetition. Maybe the point is to say they brought it right up to Moshe's Ohel, and he is the one who personally accepted it from them. Because there was not yet an Ohel Mishkan, it was Ohel Moshe Ohel Moed. The Unklis Tirgem, Unklis translated to Asian Litzalah, meaning that they went to Davin. It chimes with what Rabbi Eliezer said. Of dos Hashem, that they were worshiping Hashem, visarumita avas zehaolam, they gave up the desires of this world, vinasnu marosehem nidava. They gave their mirrors as a gift to show that they were no longer attached to the kind of vanity that is involved with having a mirror, meaning they gave up the action of looking at themselves in the mirror and devoted themselves to worshiping Hashem. And every day they would go to Petach Ohamoed to learn and to, to learn about the mitzvos and to daven without having looked in a mirror. So that's the Ramban. I don't think Safta would have liked that, to be honest. <laughs> because as Safta's dear friend Roz put it in her memory of Safta, um, you know, Safta very much believed that it was important um, that you know, women have a relationship with how they look. She thought that there was something holy about that. I think she would have really loved the Medrash and the Rashi because that Medrash and that Rashi turns the relationship with the mirror into something sanctified. Chavivin alaymi kulam, Hashem says. I mean, can you imagine? Like, I think that's much more up Safta's alley. And, um, it will not surprise you to learn that the Nitziv also... There's not like this interpretation by the Ramban. I have to say, um, he he did. I, I mean, he did praise other things by the Ramban. I found so it's not like a blanket thing. But I was very happy to see that he rejected this idea that um, the, that the women of Israel gave up their mirrors and gave up their relationship to you know being beautiful because you know. Safta really believed in that as part of our our relationship with Hashem, our relationship with our husbands, and so forth. Um, so, so what is what does the Nitziv say about Maros Hatzovos? So, Maros Hatzovos Asher Tzavu Pesach Olamoid. Ayadei Perish Rashi Veramban, the Haramban host Sifla Hasbir Madua Bacharula Asos Bemarosehem Kior Vekano. Why Dafka did they use the Kior and um, the use these these mirrors to make um, the Kior and the base? Mishum Me Sota because of Me Sota and and and, and um, so then it seems like okay maybe um, you know Tzarichla Avin Shekvarna Emra Aviad U Parshat Sota reassures us yes they already had learned that but Adayin Kashet Kefel Lashon Asher Tzav. Why does it repeat itself? 
And there's something missing in the second one. Because when it says maros hatsovos, the mirrors of the gatherers, the servers, the women who created these, you know, hosts of B'nai Yisrael, right? It's a noun, right? Hamaros hatsovos, the mirrors of the ones who established, right? Asher tsavu pesach omoid. He says, I think the Nitziv is trying to say, and probably you'll tell me if I'm misunderstanding this. I think he's trying to say it's missing the noun because Asher tsavu pesach omoid, whom they gathered. Who? Who did they gather? Who was gathered? The Nitziv has this feeling that there's tsovos, there's gatherers, and then there's gathered. Now in the Ramban and in Rashi, those are the same. Rashi says it was the women who gathered, and then they gathered, right? Same with the Ramban, the women who who um, created, established Tsovos, these hosts of B'nai Israel, and then they themselves went and gathered to daven, to learn, to give up the mirrors, right? But to, then it feels that there's something missing. If it's going to be both the noun and both the, the, the subject and the object, we either need another subject or we need another object. It can't be both. He brings a Gemara in Brachos. So in the in the Gemara, um, it says, The Gemara says that Hashem promised the women more than he promised the men. So the Gemara says, why? Why did he promise them more? And the Gemara brings three answers. The first is that they sent their children to shul. The second is that they sent their husbands to learn. And the third is that they waited for their husbands to come back. It's interesting that Nitziv picks only one of those. That they sent their husbands to learn. And he says, and then again, to send, to bring children to study. That they make them this their world. Similar thing you see with Miriam, that in her zechus, we see that there was the be'er. The Nitziv is saying that women play this role as a conduit for Kedusha, as um, a, a thing that brings others to, to this life, to this world, to daven, to study, to learn. Why was the death of Miriam right next to the paraduma? Lomar ma para mechaperes, just like the paraduma gives you kapara, kach mitas Miriam mechaperes. Same thing with the death of Miriam. Upara ein ba kedusha. There's no kedusha in the para. Ela tahara shemevi ali de kedusha. It is a conduit that allows you to become tower so that you can pursue Kedusha. That was the same thing with Miriam. Her mila was that she brought others, she was a conduit to bring others to Talmud Torah. The 
That is why the kior was chosen as something for women, because the kior is where you wash, where you become holy, where you become pure. It's a conduit for kedusha. Masha katuv otana nashim shezachuba mitzvah zola atnuye inche bemidrasha. It's just like the role women play, sending their men out to go learn. Zachula atzman laasos bemar osehem kior vikano. I think what he's trying to say is is that. The women are like the cure. They provide this role of sending men to learn, sending children out to learn. They provide, they are the ones who are charged with creating the atmosphere at home that values that. It's both for the next generation and for their peers. But I think the understanding is that, you know, just like the men needed them in Mitzrayim to tell them, you are worthy of being my husband, despite being a slave, you are still my man, you are still the king of our household, you are still something that I can admire and I desire. So too, in the household, they provide that mirroring role to their husbands, to their children, saying to them, do this as, this is what makes you my husband. This is what makes you worthy of my desire and my affection and my admiration. In other words, I think what the Nitziv is saying is that the women are the mirror. Maros hatsovos. I think what he's saying is the maros is the, the women. Hatsovos, who gather the men who, who who become that conduit, who become that emphasis, who who give the men the push to do that. So the, So who were they being matzvia? Who were they gathering? They would gather up the menfolk and drive them to go there and push them out there. And so I think what the Nitziv is saying is that these mirrors that played this role of taiva, this holy role of taiva, when Benesha were slaves, when they became freed, the women themselves became the mirror of Torah for their husbands in the home, for their children, providing that role of being a conduit. And so it's a subject-object flip, right? If you read it now, by the way, the Nitziv says it, he made, they made, you know, the, the cure and the kano out of Nechoshes, with this mirroring function provided by the women who gather up the men and send them out to Ohomoed to, to do that work of becoming, um, you know, being enmeshed in this life of Torah. And I just think that's such a beautiful reading. And it's, I mean, I'm not sure I'm reading it correctly, but it's just so soft, I think, like that role of how, you know, the, the mirroring function you play is both something that happens in a physical way, in the, in the physicality that happens between a woman, a woman and her mirror, but also in a spiritual realm as she mirrors the desire for the man to go and to, to be involved in this life. Because without that woman playing that function, that doesn't happen. The woman has to teach the man how to see himself in other words. 
that's the mirroring function. And I think that's, I think that's what the Nitzvah is trying to say. And I just thought that was very soft. So um, anyway, thank you so much. Very beautiful Nitzvah this week. And um, we'll see you all next week.